This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 this is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, there is breaking news in this third hour of Pure Opelka. There is a newly released verdict from the Federal Appeals Court. No shock here. They have upheld the block on Donald Trump's travel ban. That's the latest one. This is not going to change until it gets to the Supreme Court. That's that's been my statement from day one, that all of these appeals courts have already been stacked over the last few years by by the uh, Obama administration with liberals. So you're not you're, you know, it'd be a real surprise if anyone would let the travel ban go through. It's it just not a shock to me. So while while the um, the folks on CNN and MSNBC will tout this as this is great. This is wonderful. It, it's not really anything that would surprise anybody. Not at all. Not in the least. So you can do what you want. Um, the story that, that everyone's talking about, this Greg Gianforte, the guy running for the House seat that's open because Ryan Zinke got a White House appointment. Um, this story, there's an interesting sidebar. It's been changed already. But I have a copy of the picture the minute it happened, somebody went to Gianforte's Wikipedia page and changed it. Somebody actually got a little creative with it. I don't know why. You know, what is the instinct that the minute something bad happens to someone, these uh, jokesters have to get on the Wikipedia page and try and change it? So, uh, it, like I said, it's been changed already, but it initially was changed to read Greg Richard Gianforte, born April 17th, 1961, is an American engineer, businessman, politician, and professional body slammer. <laughs> professional body slammer. There you go. Somebody, somebody got a little clever. Well, I'm sure the Gianforte uh, campaign went in and went, hang on a second. Hang on. We got to change that back. And so they did. And now that's been removed. There is a reference to it, though. Reference to the fact that he also ran for governor of Montana in 2016, losing to the incumbent Democrat in that state. But he is um, facing the special election that's happening today. And it does have the correct basic information about the, the incident with Ben Jacobs of The Guardian who was allegedly assaulted and body slammed and the reporter's glasses were broken. 
a big big jump that the uh, the uh, reporter will be getting some free glasses. No shock that a company saw this as a great opportunity to jump on it and cash in. I love it when stuff like that happens. Uh, speaking of uh, updates as well, uh, breaking news and updates. Remember the story of the young girl that got dragged into the water by the seal? And uh, the, fa the sea lion, not a seal, it was a sea lion. And uh, barely escaped. Thank God a relative or, or a gentleman who was there jumped in. It turned out to be a fast-acting grandfather who jumped into the harbor and pulled her away from the seal. Well, uh, during, the, during the incident, she actually received a little bit of a, a superficial wound, they're calling it, and apparently it was from, from the bite of, of the seal, and it's on her hand. And they're calling this, um, this superficial wound, which could have all kinds of funky bacteria in it, because you don't know. You have no idea where that seal and that sea lion have been. And typically when, when uh, an animal like this, a sea mammal's mouth, bites a person, the bacteria, the infections can enter the skin. Too bad it's not yesterday and we heard this story because we could have asked Dr. Jorge about it. They say that if left untreated, these bites, this, um, this infection, which is known as seal finger, from the sea lion could get really serious and could um, sometimes turn out to be resistant to antibiotics. So they are, they're actually fighting off this. She's already been getting some sort of medical treatment on it. But can you imagine? Uh, before antibiotics, apparently, this condition that they call seal finger was known as sealer's finger. From the Norwegian word for blubber, they had a word called speckfinga. And uh, apparently a serious threat to hunters and anybody who handles untreated skins, you know, from, from anything they're hunting. And uh, I guess it's, it's known enough that, that people, will, uh, people would regularly lose a finger, lose a digit. But uh, who, who knew? Just any, anyone else need a, a better reason not to feed wild animals. Anyone else need convincing that when you're you're standing on the dock and these giant sea creatures, these monsters that live under the water come up and they look all cute, that you shouldn't stay away because you could lose a finger. And not from a bite. It could be just from a scratch. So be smart. And uh, also speaking of dumb criminals, not that the seal people, the sea lion people were criminals. But we're over in the weird news, dumb criminal zone as we were taking a break. This comes out of Jackson, Mississippi, and um, the irony is palpable. There's a guy who once worked in the, the local prison, Mississippi's tough correctional system, a guy named Christopher Epps. He used to call himself the tallest hog at the trough. Christopher Epps was the tallest hog at the trough, in, in his opinion. But yesterday, a judge in the, uh, in the Miss Jackson, Mississippi court system, District Judge Henry T. Wingate, said that uh, Mr. Epps, the tallest hog at the trough, uh, was actually the tallest crook at the trough. 
he he got sentenced to 20 years in prison for crimes connected to 1.4 million in bribes. This had been going on for years. They were trying to um, trying to break this case for years. They knew this guy apparently was was taking bribes and that he was regularly telling people they had to give him $100,000 for this or that. And they called it, Wingate called it in his, his write-up of the case, the largest graft operation that certainly I have ever seen, and I have seen a lot. This guy's been on the bench since 1985. He has bruised tremendously the, the image of the state of Mississippi. The same guy, the tallest hog at the trough, pled guilty in 2015 to charges of money laundering and filing false tax returns related to the bribes he had taken from contractors who were working within the prison system. Those charges carried a maximum sentence of 23 years in jail. He's been in jail since, um, since the judge decided this guy's probably a, a flight risk. And uh, so he, he um, has been given credit for the time he served while being locked up in jail. So his his 19 year and seven month sentence will get a couple months credit. So you just gotta wonder, the guy who was overseeing the prison system, who was then skimming from everybody working in the prison system, when he gets sentenced to prison, when he gets sent into the big house after everybody saw the comment, because the comment, the tallest hog at the trough was on tape and played over and over again. Uh, do you think he's going to get an interesting welcome when he gets into prison? Yeah, I, I do too. And uh, I, I have some a good news story and then I have a weird news story. I know I told you about the bear. The bear story is one that just gets me and it's it seems perfect and I just wonder, have you ever been so hungry and wanted a donut so badly in the middle of the night or at the, at just coming home after a night of partying? Have you ever been so hungry, hungry you could rip the bumper off a car? Well, that happened in Steamboat Springs where a bear tore the entire bumper off of a car, a car that was used to deliver donuts and tried to claw its way through the trunk of this car there's a picture of it on the AP news site. I should tweet out a link to this because it's kind of ridiculous. And the, the owners of the car came out and they thought, oh my God, somebody hit us. And then they saw the bumper on the ground and they noticed these scratches and then somebody figured it out. The car, because it's always transporting donuts, smells like a rolling bakery. And although there were no donuts inside the car, they, they said that the, the bear's sense of smell was probably driving it crazy as it was clawing away at the insulation in the trunk trying to get inside to where the smell was. I guess they should be happy that, uh, that the bear just kind of took off and didn't stick around and wait for the people to open it up. But their insurance, you know this is going to be on one of those farmers insurance company commercials where the, the bear wanting the donuts is going to rip the bumper off the car and then get inside. Just saying. And then as we get ready to uh, celebrate the Memorial Day weekend, and I want to talk about Memorial Day, 
a friend of mine does something pretty amazing uh, every Memorial Day, and he's been doing it for at least 15 years. But as we get ready for, to go on Memorial Day, a lot of us are going to go on a drive. A lot of us are going to travel, maybe go visit family, maybe go visit friends or go to a barbecue somewhere. And when you do, you're probably going to stop along the highway at uh, one of those places that has gas and, and goodies. Maybe it's one of those places like the, the Sheets gas station and convenience and restaurant place. Well, the people at the Sheets restaurant have noticed something going on and they've issued a warning that in the restrooms of at least one of their outlets, somebody decided to use the changing table as a table to set up their, their drugs. And they discovered this when somebody came in and they noticed a syringe, some blood, some powdered white drugs and a guy kind of in the corner curled up. And here's the, here's the problem with that. The, the residue, the white heroin that was on the changing table. If you were putting a child on that, authorities say that that heroin can be absorbed through the skin, especially of a baby so easily that it could be deadly. And so these are those things, just another great thing you have to watch out for while you're, while you're taking the family on a holiday vacation. You have to make sure that if you're going in to use the changing table in the bathroom, that you got to wipe it down because some idiot might have been setting up their works and uh, hooking themselves up and spilling some heroin on the table. Just something to worry about. Who, who would even think of this? But they say, if you're going on a trip and you're a parent or a grandparent, you're taking the kids with you, put a changing pad down or put a blanket down. Just very bizarre. I don't, I, stuff you never even thought you would face. And yet there it is. From dumb crooks to bears ripping the bumper off cars to you got to worry about heroin on the changing table. I know. I know. Step away. Take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have results, I'm guessing, around 10 o'clock tonight in the, uh, in the Montana election. I'm not too concerned about it. I think because of the, the lateness of this event, and I, I'm not endorsing this guy. I certainly wouldn't want to be on record of endorsing the guy who just attacks a reporter, especially a reporter. I don't care if you're a reporter with media matters. You just don't, you don't go after the press. And yeah, I guess it's kind of weird using the word press with people like media matters. But this guy was with the Guardians, Guardian, Mr. Jacobs was with the Guardian. You just can't, we cannot have politicians attacking 
reporters. We can't have anybody attacking reporters. I've been watching a uh, protest in New York City. It's going on uh, today, and it's, it's loud and uh, uneventful, but there's no violence there. And there are reporters on the scene covering this protest. Uh, there is a, a woman set to speak at a city college, and she is pro-Sharia law. So they're bringing this, this woman to speak at a college, and she happens to be pro-Sharia law. And so there's an anti-Sharia protest, but there's no violence, just a lot of noise and signs. And nobody's messing with the press. Hopefully it'll stay that way. But uh, th this story about a political candidate, and now maybe, maybe, maybe he's got an explanation. But right now, uh, it, it doesn't look good, but he may get elected. We'll see tonight. I don't know where you feel, where you stand on that. We had um, Jezebel on earlier. She wanted to make sure that you guys knew she wasn't promoting violence. She was just telling us how, how it made her feel, and she was exaggerating to, uh, to clarify. So, and that, that happens. That's the definition of hyperbole. Uh, good news, we got an apology from Russia. No, they're not apologizing for messing with our election or attempting to meddle in our election, but Russia has apologized. This came through this morning. Russia apologized. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, we had more than one incident where, where Russian planes were getting, Russian fighter jets were getting frightfully close to some of our planes. Uh, not only uh, along the along the Alaskan coast, but actually in Syria, and recently in Syria, uh, the the Russian fighter jet came upon a U.S. tanker plane. These are gigantic planes. They're uh, I think they're the KC-10s. That's what they are. Huge tanker aircraft. They're the ones who are full of gasoline, full of air, airplane fuel. And the other planes pull up alongside them or underneath them, and they refuel in the air. Well, a Russian fighter jet came up, intercepted our plane, and then proceeded to do a, well, the only way to describe it, proceeded to do a Top Gun-like barrel roll over the plane as it was flying in the air. Uh, the United States was not pleased. The, the gentleman who oversees our air forces in the region complained immediately, that's uh, Lieutenant General Jeffrey Harrington, complained immediately to the Russians, and he did say that they have apologized over the incident, and, and, and the coalition has also communicated its displeasure with the unprofessional intercept. Now, we're still kind of on different sides of this conflict in Syria. And the airspace, uh, it's tight already. Now, the Russians are kind of saying, well, you know, it was a strategic miscalculation. And they have apologized. We're, we're not exactly per permitted to conduct any real military uh, action or coordinate any military activity with the Russian military. But uh, you know we're at least trying to talk civilly to each other. I don't like the idea that the Russians are messing with our planes in, in, in that kind of an airspace. So at least there was an apology from the Russians. 
at least there was an apology. Uh, I do need to talk about the health care because the scoring of the health care bill came down yesterday, and that's kind of what precipitated the body slamming issue. But the, the health care score and the CBO, and I have some thoughts on uh, how you should address it when you're talking to your liberal friends, because when you pick up when you pick up the story and you see that the CBO is saying 23 million people are going to be kicked off, it's going to cost this, this, and this, you need some ammo. And I have some ammo, and I'll share it with you just around the corner next on Puro Pelton. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just a couple of headline updates before we do our quick healthcare discussion. Uh, there have been, I think, three more raids in Manchester today, and several more arrests were up to at least eight people who are suspected of being associated with the bomber. And then there is the Libyan connection with his brother and father. So uh, that that investigation is moving pretty quickly, despite the fact that the Brits are not happy with whomever leaked the pictures of the detonator. Not good at all. Not good at all. And before we get out of here, I just I want you to stick around at the end of the show. I think I have found the weirdest story of the week in a week filled with weird stories. It just might be the strangest thing and I got to issue a, a preliminary warning to California. Florida has owned the weird story of the week for, for months. Florida's about to surrender that title. And one of my favorite cities in California is about to claim the ownership of the strangest damn story that I have heard in, in a very long time. So just be forewarned, have a sense of humor about it, California, own it. If you can't fix it, own it, okay? That's a little bit of advice. If you can't fix it, own it. Now, what about the health care? The Congressional Budget Office released its scoring of the health care bill last night, late yesterday afternoon, and it turns out that there are issues with the health care bill. It's, it's almost impossible to take over one-fifth of the economy and do it successfully and do it economically and accomplish all of, the, all of the, the pipe dreams that anyone says that they promise you with health care because it's, it's just not possible. You just can't do it. Even though Trump said it's going to be better care, it's going to, you're going to be able to afford it, all that stuff. The numbers just don't add up based on a lot of things we have going. And the first bill that made it through the House, obviously the Senate's already said they have a problem with it. But last night when the numbers came out, a lot of folks went, yeah, we told you, it's going to kill people. 
and you, you've got Chuck Schumer standing up and swatting at it. And then this morning, Paul Ryan had to stand up and defend it. And here's what Ryan said talking about the health care bill. The, the $23 million claim is, is there's a lot more to it than what that sounds like. What I'm encouraged by is the fact that CBO said, yes, we hit our budget target and then some. So the bill is clearly in, client, in compliance with um, reconciliation instructions. Number one, number two, what I'm encouraged is what the CBO says is we're going to be able to drop premiums. We're going to give the states like Wisconsin flexibility to get premiums down. Look at what just happened in Missouri and look at what just happened in Kansas. We see a law that's collapsing. We see a new study that just came out yesterday from HHS saying premiums have doubled in America because of Obamacare. People can't afford this. And so what CBO just told us is the reforms that we put in this bill will help lower premiums. And so I'm very encouraged by that. But I think what, what members are frustrated with is what's behind the CBO analysis about who gets insured and who doesn't get insured. It's, if you leave it up to a person's choice, then they'll make a choice. If the government's going to stop forcing people to buy something that they don't want to buy, then they won't buy it. And that's basically what CBO is saying. And he's right. And these are things that we need to take to our liberal friends when they tell us that this this bill will kill people. We need to talk about why. Well, you know, I thought you were pro-choice. I thought you wanted someone to have a choice and not be forced by government to do something. That's a pure libertarian position. Don't don't be forced by government. I'm pro-choice when it comes to health insurance. I want to make my decisions. I don't want the government making decisions for me. And when we talk about the CBO, when we talk about the Congressional Budget Office, we have to go back and remember how wrong they were about Obamacare. We also have to go back, and I have to give props to Jake Tapper over at uh, CNN. Jake Tapper was talking with uh, Steve Israel, I believe. And he was pointing out the lies of Obamacare. This is what the left forgets, just how much they lied to us about Obamacare. Everything from Pelosi saying we have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. But Tapper presented it to Steve Israel this way. Israel, uh, let me ask you, uh, the way that this bill, the original bill, Obamacare, the American, the Affordable Health Care Act, the, the way that that was sold to the American people, uh, was um, in many ways mendacious. Uh, mendacious. Uh, they were told if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. First of all, mendacious, former Puro Pelka word of the week, meaning lying. I'll let Jake continue pointing out the mendacity of the original Obamacare bill. Is mendacious. Uh, mendacious. Uh, they were told if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. That's not true. And it's just empirically evident out there that insurance companies are leaving Obamacare exchanges, leaving uh, voters, uh, consumers with fewer options, uh, not greater options. Do you think the Democrats, in the way they sold this bill to the public, really undermined their own credibility on the issue of health care? Now, before Israel answers, let's remember this was from a couple weeks ago. We hadn't even gotten the news that we got yesterday, which is basically leaving Kansas City without any coverage after Blue Cross Blue Shield said, we can't do this, it's unsustainable. But here's Israel trying to address the lies of Obamacare that Jake Tapper just said, and he can't even prevent himself from giving us one more. 
Well, Jake, look, let's stipulate that Obamacare is far from perfect, uh, that there were some significant flaws in its execution, including a website that went down, uh, that there were yeah, unintended consequences. Here's the deal. So the first words out of this guy's mouth are, let's not forget that we knew Obamacare had flaws, including a website that went down, a website that we paid, I believe it was in the area of a billion dollars for and it barely worked. A website that so many people that I know who are IT folks have said it was laughable how bad it was and how much money was given to the people who built it. And my other question to our friends on the left side of the aisle who are upset about the new American Health Care Act that are now, they're now trying to call it Trump Care. They're trying to brand it Trump Care. You'll hear Schumer in a minute. My other question is, if you've known it was flawed, if you knew it was unsustainable, as you did know, if you had all of these issues that you were aware of, where the hell were you since 2009 and 2010? Where have you been since Obamacare took effect? Why was nothing done? And I maintain nothing was done because they wanted to fail now. And they wanted to fail. Initially, they wanted it to fail so they could go after single payer. That was the original plan of the unsustainable Affordable Care Act. It would fail, and then the, the Democrats would say, we didn't do enough. We needed to go bigger. And now they want it to fail because they want it to fail under Trump, and they want Republicans to have to fix it, and then they'll saddle Republicans with the problem. It times out perfectly for the midterms and also gets even bigger in time for 2020. Chuck Schumer was talking about it yesterday and uh, no shortage of drama with Chuck Schumer on this topic. Trump care means higher costs and less care for the American people. For the good of the country, Republicans in the Senate should reject this path and work with Democrats to fix our health care system instead of pulling the plug on it. Where have you been, Democrats? Where were you when you had control? Where were you? And you did not include Republicans. For the good of the country, Chuck says, the Senate should reject this plan. Well, let's hear him. The Senate should reject this path and work with Democrats. to. Well, he's half right. The Senate, which will reject this path, the Senate has told us pretty much from day one, their plan is to rewrite the whole bill because they want to come up with their own bill. Everybody wants the ribbon. You know, they all want to be the ones who came in and saved it. But I just don't understand how Democrats can sit there or stand there in front of a microphone and say, yes, yes, you have to work with us. When all they did when they put Obamacare together was block virtually every Republican suggestion. Schumer continued talking about this. You know, he had the microphone and the cameras. CBO report makes clear your premiums are heading up for the next several years if Trump care passes. 20% increases in 2018, 5% following year. Gee, last year most people got a 28% increase. Some places got a 100% increase. If, if I was getting a 28% increase and then next year a 20% increase, you know what Democrats call that? That's slowing the rise of health care costs. That's one of those ways they rewrite the language. 
So we need to point that at them. 20% then down to 5%, that sounds like real slowing of costs. So when your friends on the left start crowing about Trump care, you need to point out the fact that Obamacare was a mess and nobody did anything. At least this option, and I'll bet you the Senate bill comes back with some even smarter ideas. This option offers real relief and actual choice. So if you're pro-choice, I got a feeling you're going to like Trump care better than you liked Obamacare. When we come back, I, I got the weirdest story of the week, and I don't even think there's any debate on it. Trust me. You're just going to stand there and go, no, that, that's got to be fake. It's not. It's real. It's weird. And you won't believe it. Next, I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Crazy busy day. Things are moving quickly. I have to remind you, get rid of the pain. Get rid of the pain. You do this simply by getting Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start program. I tried it 10 weeks ago. I started taking it. I hit my 11th week tomorrow. Eight days into it. My pain started going away. I've had chronic pain in my knees, my back, my hips from running. And because I'm in my late 50s, I just accepted it until, until relief factor came into my life. It's all natural, anti-inflammatory. I don't take over-the-counter pain meds. I certainly don't take prescription pain meds. And now I'm more active. I'm outside. I'm working in the garden. I can get up and down off the floor, off the ground without the pain. Try it. Three-week quick start pack for $19.95. You'll see results, I believe, in 7 to 10 days. Give them a call. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Or check them out at relieffactor.com. What do you have to lose but the pain? Before we get out of here, the strangest story of the week, and it's a week of strange stories. I love San Diego. I love the area of San Diego. I love the old city. I, I love the, the waterfront. I love the golf in San Diego. It's just amazing. It's beautiful. The weather is so good. And there's a little town called Oceanside that we would visit all the time. Haven't been there in a while, but we need to get back. And then I think, well, maybe we don't need to get back because of this lady named Carol Santa Fe. She calls herself an objectum sexual, an objectum sexual. She is someone who apparently is turned on by objects. You don't believe me? This is a grown woman who claims to have taken a building as her life partner. That's right, a building. Most people know this building over here as the Santa Fe train depot. I know her as my friend, my life partner, my wife, Daedra Santa Fe. She has named the building Daedra and taken the last name of Santa Fe because it's the Santa Fe 
train station. And she really believes this. I'm not kidding. Together since the end of the summer of 2015. I realized I was in love when I had trouble staying away from her. When I had to go home, I hated it when I had to go home. She said she realized that she was in trouble when she couldn't couldn't bear to go, get away from the train station. And she, she didn't like it when she had to be away. She said Daedra picked a great place to be and like the building picked the place to be. I, I, I don't know. I think this lady needs help. But she says she loves looking out at the other buildings. And then she also says we actually watched the other buildings. Listen. I love looking out at the other buildings. We watched, we watched uh, that building being built together. She also shares something that if I think I play it, even though it's, it's on the uh, website for the New York Post newspaper, this video, she also explains how she and her life partner, this building, get intimate. Yeah, it's the weirdest story I've ever seen, at least this week. She's married to a train station. I'll tweet out a link to it, and then tomorrow we'll all discuss if need be. Join me here tomorrow. Oh, it's barbecue day tomorrow. Carl Ruiz, the Mad Cuban, joins us. You have to be here. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. It just gets too weird some days. Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951.